Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I didn't mean anything. What's this you're trying to peddle? Music? It, yes, sir. I'm trying to sell a song. Maybe you'd better find out something about the laws of this town. You can't stand on street corners interfering with pedestrians peddling music. Got a license? License? No, sir, I haven't. Uh, you'd better come down to the station house with me, I guess. No. No, please, I didn't know. Come on, kid. You can't get away with this sort of thing. <sighs> hey, suffering catfish, the kid's passed out. What have you got there, Doyle? Lowry, why is it that you're every place I am? I learned when I first started in this reporter for the Sentinel, Doyle, that if I keep close enough to you, I see things happen. Yeah, what's the matter with the kid? You crown him with your nightstick? No. I just started to take him in for peddling music on the street, and he passed out cold on me. Mm, the kid looks half-starved. Oh, he does at that. How long is it since he's eaten? I don't know. Here, Lowry, stay with him till I call the wagon. Yeah, maybe I'll get a story here. This looks like human interest stuff. Ed Lowry, the star reporter of the Daily Sentinel, came into the office of the young publisher, Britt Reed, a couple of hours later. Miss Case, Reed's secretary, said... Mr. Reed's not in now, Lowry. But I gotta see him about a special story. He's still out. Where? How the dickens do I know where he goes? I'm the last one he tells. It's discouraging. Discouraging? Hey, now listen, Casey. Don't get ideas that the boss is interested in you. He travels with the 400. Don't be idiotic. As far as Britt Reed is concerned, you're just part of the office furniture. But I do wish he'd settled down long enough so I could write to his father with some feeling of confidence. What's the trouble? Oh, just as soon as I write Mr. Reed and tell him that Britt's taking an interest in the Daily Sentinel, he, he disappears. <laughs> Lady, if I had his dough, I'd never come to the office. During the past week, he's been out to some affair almost every night. He's bored with the office again. Well, he'll get his fill of nightlife and then settle down again. Yes, until he gets his fill of the newspaper business again. Oh, here he is. Say, boss, I ran into Doyle, the big cop, today. Oh, yes? And he had a kid in tow. The kid had passed out from hunger. But when Doyle spotted him first, he was trying to peddle a song he'd written. A song? And it ties right in with the racket we've been working on. Uh, what racket was that, Larry? Music publishing. You know, those wildcat publishers that call themselves Joe, Jack, and Jim, the three J's? Who are they? Uh, a broken-down vocal trio that hit a good racket. I got a first-hand story from one of the victims of the racket. The poor kid got just enough encouragement from them to quit his job and leave home. Here, here's the song he wrote. I brought a copy for you. Well, leave it with Miss Case. I'll take it with me when I go home. Well, what about my story? I got pictures of the kid. Well, speak to the city editor about it. He's paid to handle that sort of thing. But maybe there's editorial meat in it. Gunnigan's the best judge for that. Oh, hang it all. What's the matter, Larry? Well, look here, boss. I'll take I it go... to Gunnigan, Larry. Okay, okay. I'll take it to Gunnigan. 
There's the words and music. Mr. Reed. Yes, Miss Case? I'm going to stick my neck out again. Isn't there something we can do to make the office more attractive for you? Oh, no, it's uh, quite all right, Miss Case. Then why can't... <laughs> why won't you... Oh, think... I understand, Miss Case. You're concerned again because I'm spending too little time around here. Frankly, I am, Mr. Reed. I hate to keep writing your father that you... Ah, I'm sorry. But you'll have to admit that newspaper work hasn't a great deal of adventure. It might have. Oh, yes, Miss Casey, it might have. There was plenty of excitement while the Green Hornet was so active. Uh, there was, wasn't there? I wonder if the Hornet has been killed. Killed? Well, why, Miss Casey? We haven't had a story about a Hornet adventure in quite a while. That's true. He may have been killed or he may have... Well, retired. Mm, I doubt if the Green Hornet would retire, Miss Case. Well, perhaps then the police and public have been so greatly aroused that the Hornet doesn't risk making another appearance. That's quite possible. I never saw you more interested in the newspaper than while the Green Hornet was running wild. Well, you must admit the Green Hornet furnished news. He certainly did. Mr. Reed, there's just as much excitement in everyday life if you could only realize it. For example? For example, that lad that Lowry tried to tell you about. Waldo Fielding. But there's human interest. Poor chap that falls for racketeers, quits his job in the little home community, comes to the big city, goes hungry, is misled and victimized by these fake music publishers. Isn't there something the law can do about publishers of that sort? If there were, the law would be doing it. But they stay inside the law, Mr. Reed. According to Lowry, they have a contract, and they fulfill the terms of the contract. So the law is helpless. I've heard about the racket, Miss Case. Aren't you going into your office? No, no, I think I'll leave for the day. It's after four. But, Mr. I'll Reed... I'll take along with me just to satisfy Robin. Very well. Please come by tomorrow. You will stop in then tomorrow. Oh, yes, I'll probably stop in. The Green Hornet would only start up again, and perhaps Britt Reed would become interested in the publication of news. <laughs> Curtain falls on the first act of our Green Hornet adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story, Britt Reed went directly from his office to his apartment. He was uneasy and restless, and only Cato, his faithful valet, realized the real cause of the uneasiness. You're right, Cato. I do feel handcuffed, hampered, tied down. If there's only some way the Hornet could get at this music publishing racket, I'd go off. But there's a risk, Mr. Britt. Risk be confounded. There's a risk in anything, Cato. Yes, Mr. Britt. I can't find any way it can be broken up. Not even if we do use the role of the Green Hornet to get at them. Is it big? It's nationwide. Those three crooks, Joe, Jack, and Jim, have thousands of people all over the country sending money to them. Money that won't bring a thing except false encouragement and heartbreak. Yes, sir. Yeah, look at tonight's Sentinel. Look at that warning from the Better Business Bureau. They wanted to buy a few inches. I gave them a quarter of a page. But do you think that'll stop people from being made victims? Not on your life. I even ran one of the songs, a typical song, copyrighted and published by Joe, Jack, and Jim, to show the stuff they call good. Cato. Why haven't it just occurred to me? What is it? I have an idea, Cato. Life's going to be exciting after all. This may be the entering wedge. Maybe this is what the Green Hornet's been waiting for. 
And for the business bureau, Cato. It shows a typical song published by that firm of Joe, Jack, and Jim. Yes, Mr. And the music for this is the same tune that was used by that young chap Lowry brought in a story about. It is. It definitely is. I don't know a great deal about music, but I do know that much. Did I have an engagement for tonight? Very a call, Mr. Witt. Cancel it, then. We're going to make other plans. Where are they? This may give me the lead I need to smash that publishing firm. Joe, Jack, and Jim. Well, we'll see if they're staying within the law. Well, what can you do? Do? Go to the office. I want to look around there for a while. And if my suspicions are correct, we'll hold a meeting of the firm. The firm? Joe, Jack, and Jim. Come on. We're taking out the Black Beauty. Britt Reed went through a secret panel in the rear of his clothes press. And then by means of a passage between the walls of the apartment building, he reached a small door that opened into the loft of an old, supposedly abandoned livery stable. It was here, unknown to everyone, that the sleek black car of the Green Hornet was housed. Is the car ready, Cato? Yes, sir. All right, get in. Mask? Here, in compartment. Gas weapon? Here. Good enough. I want to telephone Joe, Jack, and Jim, but I can do that from their own office later on this evening. Yes, sir. Now, let's get going. Hiding the mask, the Green Hornet approached the entrance of the office building where a man stood smoking a pipe. Officers are all closed now, mister. I, uh... I don't want to hurt you. <coughs> what have you done, Hornet? That'll hold you for an hour. If I need more time, I'll give you some more gas. Dragging the unconscious form of the watchman inside the building, the Green Hornet left him in a corner, then ran the elevator to the 10th floor. Half an hour later, the three J's had a phone call at their apartment. Yes, 